0: Traveling the Vortex Black hole sun, won't you come?
1: We've joined Doctor Who as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 336. Congratulations on your relative symmetry. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. <laughs> How are you guys? Salt in a wound. <laughs> did you see my post? I did. <laughs> that's what gave me the idea, even though I kind of it was in the back of my mind somewhere anyways. So <laughs> just, she just cemented. That's
0: definitely what I was going to do. Every time she said that, I thought, Sean's dying a little bit every time. Every single time. <laughs> uh, they well, we'll made get a joke that. out of it. It Maybe. was like, oh, that,
2: that's Clever. I still don't like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get to it. Did you guys Moffet's have a, a good a week. week? Moffat's a troll. a uh, troll. Yeah, my birthday was this week. Happy so. belated birthday. Thank, Thank you I think you guys wished early birthday last week. Because why did birthday stuff on Sunday of last week? So, what'd you do for your birthday? Uh, worked. <laughs> oh, that's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not sweeps. Nothing special. Um, I did get a computer this week though. So, woohoo! I'm back in the Mac world and I'm loving it.
2: So why am I recording this?
0: I mean uh these PCs will not will not do audio. It will not do group audio like See this, what so. you did there. <laughs> You're doing such a good job uh. that I thought I'd just, you know, leave it in your hands, in your capable hands. <laughs>
2: Put Dennis, our lives are in your hands and you have butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> We had your present last week, by the way. And Mel asked, "She says, do you want to give it to Glenn this week or do you want to give it to Glenn next week? Because his birthday's in the middle of the two shows." And I went next week because it's after, and that drives him nuts.
0: <laughs> Not with birthdays, and only she, it's Christmas. She Not set with it birthdays, out and she
2: set the wrapping paper out and said, "Give it to him tonight." <laughs> and I said, "Okay," and then we both forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we came downstairs and she looked at me she said, you did that on purpose and he's like no i honestly <laughs> forgot about it <laughs>
0: no i i birthdays don't bother me so much it's christmas after christmas that drives me nuts i don't know why but it, and and, nuts.
2: and yet you want to celebrate my christmas birthday present like... arrived well that's why breath- because but, it had to come before, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I said. before i've got to
0: get his present before <laughs> i get my present <laughs> so yeah you got but then you only got part of it because i'm still in the process of of making your christmas gift well it might end up being christmas at this point (laughs) birthday gift but yeah we i ran into a roadblock but i'm getting it solved so just not fast enough to get it to you tonight no worries (laughs) but yeah sean and mel got me a mickey mouse uh, 150 about said 150 1500 piece puzzle you let me know if there's only
2: 150 in there i'll have words with the <laughs> <manufacturing>.
0: <laughs> with a l- bunch of classic uh mickey mouse posters old, old movie posters for most of the shorts are so i did notice fun and fancy freeze on here which is a feature link made up of shorts <laughs> so not all shorts but oh that's right he
2: is in there. Yeah, yeah i forgot
0: um yeah. mickey, but it's still shorts because uh, it's Mickey the giants in that one right uh, uh,
2: yes no. Yes. No. Yes. Is I think it, so. Is that the one was the tailor? Yeah. Yeah. Bra- That's one of fans. Brave little tailor. That's what it is. Yeah. Like. I killed seven with one blow, Huh? <laughs> seven?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. The, the nice thing about that is we, uh, the family room downstairs is, well, it's in the middle of converting to Disney stuff on the walls again. And so I can put that together and frame it, put that up downstairs. That'll really good on the yeah. wall. Yeah, it well, That was one of the things that I talked about, Holly, about doing is we have some of our favorite posters already framed and those are going to go up down there and then i said you know i'd be nice to get a lot of the little like short posters and she said, well don't go crazy and so <laughs> that was one of the ideas but i can do this and just do a couple of my favorite individual posters too alongside it so like frame it around it put it oh, yeah. as like a, a grouping so that'll be kind of cool maybe so someday
2: we'll get invited over yeah <laughs> we'll get to see, to see it see it
0: have a party on the deck party on the deck yeah, party on the deck i still don't know that i want to put too many people on the deck <laughs> <laughs> although we've been we that was another thing we did tonight is we did s'mores we lit a fire in the fire pit tonight and we were going to grill out and then time got away from us so we ran got mcdonald's and had mcdonald's outside <laughs> on the patio but then we uh we had the fire going so we did some cooked roast some marshmallows and made some s'mores so that was fun oh, nice and K- caitlin's first no second night of her show that she's in holes which is an adaptation oh, of the yeah. disney movie which is an adaptation of a book started this week and so she was in she they did that and it's it's quite an enjoyable show it's it sticks very close to the i've never read the book but it sticks very close to the movie it's very similar so <laughs> hmm.
2: very cool
1: yeah that's, that's really cool we didn't get out and get your present because my sister's in town. That's okay. Don't <laughs> no, no, don't because her birthday is well, today. I,
0: how many months was it till I got you your present? <laughs> so
1: so we've been all doing Megan stuff. I went to the Kansas City Zoo with her and my dad and stepmom yesterday. Sarah did not go. That's, she's a, lot of, that's <laughs> a lot of walking for a night. That's pregnant. a lot of walking just for me. <laughs> my feet were hurting. That's a large zoo too. It is a yeah, large, a large zoo. zoo. And we walked the entire thing. We didn't take the sky safari. We didn't take the tram. My dad and stepmom walk fast. <laughs> and as we got out of the car and walked down, I discovered that my button on my shorts popped off sometime. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have a belt. You're walking around like this. I, yeah, I'm making sure my zipper was up, always tight, and so <laughs> it wasn't sliding down too much.
0: Putting on the pounds, huh? marriage will do that. I think I'm losing. You, you popped your button, you popped weight, your buttons but
1: I you. I don't know what's going on. I'm eating more, but I'm losing weight. Like losing my belly. Hmm. I hate you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because I've cut out more of my beer. So. Oh yeah. Although yeah. yeah,
0: well, that'll do it too. Yeah. Just coffee now. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the early mornings from 9, nine to 5. <laughs> 8 to 5. like it. Did you do anything fun?
2: I got a late birthday present. <laughs> the uh, Very late. Doctor Who, A History of Humankind, The Doctor's Official Guide, which is a lovely Penguin BBC book, which is chronicling all, uh, well, maybe not all, a good chunk of The Doctor's Adventures on Earth. And so, anything historical that has appeared in the show over the years is referenced here, with uh, the footnotes to correct my textbook. Yeah, <laughs> because this is this is the way it actually went down.
0: That's according to the doctor. So,
2: and that's from Glenn. I'm very excited to delve into that one because Robin Hood was made up. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> other than that we
2: really didn't do much we had patrick over for our, our weekly shows we finished american gods
0: <laughs>
2: uh itty bitty showed up so that's always a i can't think of the actress's name oh for, Chris she, yeah she's so cute she is <laughs> i love her and everything she was a hoot that was a lot of fun i accidentally watched uh, the matrix two and three <laughs>
1: You accidentally watched
2: it. Yeah, it was a Tuesday night. I just I wanted something on in the background, so I didn't want to pick a movie that I hadn't seen because, you know, obviously that I want to pay attention to. And this was just <laughs> I need I need noise. I need something that I'm familiar enough with that I can avoid it. And since I had just watched The Matrix with the the whole Agents of Shield. <laughs> tie in. Oh, the uh, yeah. mainframe? The main, and the Doctor Who episode that was just kind of all happened the same. I was like, well, screw it. I'll just go ahead and watch Reloaded. So I popped it in, and it was on, and kind of wound up, watched way more of it than I really intended to watch. Um, I'd just kind of forgotten what a solid movie that is. It's just a really well-made action movie. And then Billy's home. me, he was like, well, can we watch the third one? I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <So we laughs> Pop Revolutions in, and I'd forgotten what a not- Not well, solid movie <laughs> that is. <laughs> How disappointing that one is in comparison. But other than that, we really haven't done much this week. It's just been just been busy.
1: I did get listen to Big Finish's Things to Come, H.G. Wells' Things to Come. It was really good, way better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't read the story that it's based on either, so I, I kind of want to go read that to see how, because listening to some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, how they adapted it, they, they had to kind of take a different approach since they wanted to bring it up to current dates, but then needed to have that back history of World War II and everything. So they did it in a really unique way, and it was just really well done. Huh. The I mean, now, seen
2: the, the movie, I'm really curious how they were going to do so it. It's so
1: completely different than the movie, too. It's so co- drastically different, at least as far as the big finish goes. Highly recommend it. And really looking forward to Island of Dr. Romero is the next one they're doing which has always been one of my favorites.
0: What do you think would be an improvement over that Brando film?
1: It's <laughs> been <laughs> a long time since I've seen it. So I'm, I'm formulating a plan of, okay, I'm going to listen to the big finish story, watch Island of the Lost Souls, because I got that for Christmas, because I still haven't watched that, track down the 70s version, watch the, Brando, the Marlon Brando version, and then there's a documentary on Netflix about the original, I think, director or screenwriter who started it and it got taken all away from him. So I wanted to watch that as the back end of my whole I'm with Dr. Moreau event.
0: I remember watching the 70s one when I was probably way younger than I should have been watching it. I and think I, I was way younger than I should
1: have been watching I, uh, the, 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 the Brando the one. The Brando one.
0: <laughs> and I remember that just freaking me out so bad. I don't know why. I don't remember very much about it because it's been so long. Cheetah people? Might have been. It was it everything about it.
1: just kind of freaked It's an unsettling story. <laughs> it just really
0: is. No, it really is. But, and <laughs> probably at the age that I was watching it was probably I shouldn't have been, but...
2: I've never seen the Brando one, so let oh. me know when you're going to watch it and I'll, I'll throw in with you. The Brando <laughs> okay. one. M- Misery Loves Company.
1: It's, uh, I remember enjoying it, but it got me intrigued enough to go read the book or listen to the audio. I think I both read the book and listened to the audiobook for the, the original novel, so it will very least piqued my interest when I was younger. I can't speak to the quality of it. I've heard in hindsight that it's a hot mess. So, Well, let's move on to some news. First up in news... Candy Jar announced the next Lethbridge-Stewart novel, The Dreamer's Lament, written by Benjamin Burford-Jones. Burford.
0: Burford. Burford.
2: Benjamin. Mr. Jones. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a hyphenated last name. It's it's Burford-Jones? Burford-Jones.
2: Burford-Jones.
1: Lethbridge-Stewart goes and visits his mom. We'll get a tweet tomorrow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Andy, I'm not going to put this on you, but if you could put a pronunciation guide in your press releases (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) for us dumb Americans just for us (laughs) yeah more than anything (laughs) Mondasian so Lethbridge Stewart
1: goes and visits his mom and then uh, Harold Chorley gets into contact with him and it kind of uh, they investigate the case of a missing train together they are thrown into a story of body snatching slavery and animals that refuse to stay dead
0: Dr. Moreau (laughs) <laughs> that cemetery
1: that's more like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're now you're reaching
2: i like train stories though yeah so. me too
1: speaking of novels the poll for the july book for the goodreads book club is up you have your options including night of the intelligence by our good friend andy Allen. i know what will, i'm voting for which will be coming up on this podcast soon anyways so But not to weigh your votes, there are a couple of 12th Doctor books and an 11th Doctor book, which was really tempting to vote for, (laughs) because it's the Plague of the Cybermen
2: 11th Doctor book. (laughs) I think
1: every time it's popped up, I voted for it, and this was the first time I hadn't.
2: (laughs) And once again, thank you very much to the ladies uh, for running our our Goodreads book club. And if you're new to the cast and haven't heard us talk about it, um, there's a, a Doctor Who Traveling the Vortex Goodreads book club. And uh, we pick a new book every month and read it, and you can comment with other readers and listeners about it because we all love Doctor Who books. And we're trying to get uh, the Lethbridge-Stewart ones we cover, but we're trying to get better about making sure that we're reviewing the book club reviews. um,
1: If we don't do it on the podcast, we at least go on and write in the comments on the message thread. And we're trying to do it as at
2: least side trips, but we've kind of missed a few here and there. Yeah, yeah. You and I still need to record <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> now that I've said that.
1: I feel like I have to reread that book now. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> He's which one it He's already forgot. it's been that long ago. <laughs> I'll have to go back in the comments and find out which one it was.
2: But uh, please go and, and, and check out the book club. And if you're already a member, well, go vote. It's time for a new book.
0: Yeah, that's right. I just did. What did you vote for? I don't want to tell you. I'll give you one guess.
2: <laughs> the Dalek book
1: <laughs> Oh wait, was there a Dalek one on there? Was. Not this time Our last bit of news Hopefully by the time this comes out You will have seen the big news from Time Eddie that
2: And if you haven't, it's exclusive <laughs> Time Eddie 3
1: Carol Ann Ford and William Russell are coming to Wichita Yay And they are of course joining Some of us from McCoy, Eric Roberts and Katie Manning so nice diversity. Amongst
2: Susan, people. Ian, Joe, Seventh Doctor, and the Master. That's awesome. That is really exciting. That is a good mix. It is a good mix. It really is.
0: More and more uh, screen guests, too, every year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool.
1: And uh, early bird pricing goes down on, or goes, ends July 31st. Yeah, so you so. only have another month or so to uh, get your early bird tickets. Get your tickets bought now and you can save big and of course there are still tickets remaining for the murder mystery dinner party the space museum still available i'm a little intrigued by that one that's it for news well let's move on to feedback first up in feedback is ben
2: ben writes hey guys i am most definitely not feeling blue about world enough in time not only did i watch this one as it aired here in the u.s but I am now watching the replay. And I remembered the title of the episode. (laughs) This is without a doubt the season's finest episode. I would actually put it among the top five of the modern era for sure. For me, it had it all. It had humor without being annoying. It had a wonderful horror feel to it that only Rachel Talley could bring convincingly. It had perhaps my favorite Easter egg of all time, Missy naming the Doctor... As Doctor Who, Ben, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs>
1: I like how I gave him that bit.
2: Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> this is, of course, a callback to Doctors One through Four, who were credited as Dr. or Doctor Who in the credits. Uh, actually, didn't we read somewhere that it's it goes all the way up? It's all to Eccleston. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought there was somewhere in the credits he's actually. No, no. As they stopped
0: Who. at the Tom Baker era. Was it Tom Baker?
2: Yeah, beginning of okay. Tom Baker era. Uh, it had the most on the nose nod to the classic series in having actual Mondasian Cybermen. Mondasian. Mondasian Cybermen.
0: <laughs> we need a ding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It gave us a multi-master episode. In short, this one had it all. Moving along, though, I must admit that I saw the Cybermen coming. Most of you probably did, to be honest. I at least stay away from the next-time trailers, and, of course, any articles which could contain spoilers. And I knew from various podcasts that they were due to appear this season at some point, but honestly had not known if it would be this week or not. So I'm puffing my chest and tooting my horn on my deductive skills this time. No, seriously, guys. I want a horn-tooting sound effect here. There you go. What was a surprise to me was just how the Master would appear in this episode. That much, I had been spoiled on. That's no one's fault, really. In this age, it's nigh impossible to be completely insulated from spoilers. I'll get into that later. <laughs> anyway, I thought Sim's appearance was a master stroke. <laughs> I see what you did there, Ben. Cue up the roll sound effect. Well, now you're pushing it. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, only one sound effect per <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Moving on to books. I finished Guardian of the Wills. As Star Wars books go. Is am I pronouncing Wills correctly, Glenn? Do you want to wh- No, you wh- got Wills. 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 As Star Wars Books Go, this one was underwhelming. Based on the appearance physical of the book, along with the fact that it included pictures, I'm guessing this one was geared toward a younger reader. This normally doesn't stop me. I find a lot of young adult fiction to be quite good. This one stoked my interest with its name use of the name Wills. A more than casual fan of the Star Wars franchise will recognize this as the original name for The Force. I gave it three stars on Goodreads as it was just okay. It wasn't much of a story, and you'll be fine with the Rogue One series of movies if you don't read this one. I moved on to The Martian Chronicles. I love the miniseries, although it's been a bit of a ridiculously long time since I've seen it. So far, the book is wonderfully weird. Not at all what I remember from the Rock Hudson serial. It's funny you mention that, Ben. I actually own The Martian Chronicles, and I was just thinking, man, it's been forever since I saw that. I don't know if I, I, know I remember if ever it. I don't know watched that one. We should watch that sometime. I
0: watched it, and I was quite disappointed because I loved the book, The Martian Chronicles, but I didn't think the movie did it near the justice
2: I've spent I don't know that I've actually finished the book. I remember reading parts of it in school for something. That was one I would get
1: the audiobook from the library and listen to while putting together puzzles. I did that several, several times. Martian Chronicles is awesome. But I feel like yeah. it's
2: it's probably unfilmable, even as a mini series. I think so. Yeah, too. It's yeah. just it's so Oh it didn't, big. it didn't do it.
0: Yeah, it did not do it justice at all.
2: Uh, sorry, rabbit. Um, lastly, I mentioned last time that one week of vacation saw me in Chicago for a baseball game week two began with me and the family once again in chicago although this time in the suburb of schomburg maybe (laughs) specifically at legoland destination it's not the theme park of florida or california but still a cool place to be rooms and rooms of lego dioramas including a room just for star wars episode four there's also a play area with legos of course for the kids there's a 4d movie theater which shows 20 minute lego movies with smoke mist and various smells Then, of course, there's the store itself, more completely stocked than your average Lego selection at Target. For dinner that night, we went to Medieval Times. That was so much fun. They did the whole show in the middle of the arena with horses, knights, princesses, and, of course, the evil visiting baddie. Seating was set up like a Quidditch pitch in Harry Potter. Food was served, in course, with no silverware. All in all, a great time. Anyhow, that's it for now. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the episode. It's always so much fun to hear what everyone else's thoughts are. Generally, those thoughts are much more detailed than my own. Take care,
0: everybody. Ben.
2: Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben.
0: Footnote <laughs> You are correct, Christopher Eccleston. Now, they stopped using, they stopped crediting the Doctor as Doctor Who with Tom Baker's era, as I, would, I had said, but they did for Eccleston's era. They credited him as Doctor Who in the credits until Parting of the Ways. And then The Christmas Invasion, they credited David Tennant with Doctor Who, and beyond that, they went to be back to the Doctor again as credits. So you're right, you did so read So 5, that
2: six, seven, and probably 8, yeah. or just What's the Doctor. The doc? Well,
0: with the exception of Sylvester McCoy in the movie as credited as the old Doctor. <laughs>
2: oh, he is a yeah.
0: <laughs> But yeah, then they went back then to... they went back to... So okay. for Christopher Eccleston, but only for Christopher Eccleston's run in... David Tennant's first appearance as the doctor. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, yes, you are correct. You did read that. I appreciate <laughs> hearing
2: that. I don't frequently. What about Cushing?
0: Cushing was DR. DR uh, Yeah, he was doubly <laughs> wrong. That's right. I remember <laughs> that now.
1: Up next in feedback is Holly.
0: And Holly writes Cyberman of the Mondasian persuasion. <laughs> hey, guys. Man, what an episode, and want a cliffhanger to end the episode. John Sims finally shows up, and let me say, I was almost expecting for 12 to regenerate in the opening sequence of the episode. He held off the regeneration energy once already this season, and I was worried that his luck was going to run out. The whole scene with Missy impersonating the Doctor and Nardle and Bill was funny. At least there was some light scenes to counteract the heavier scenes that were coming. Note to self, pass on the T. Next week looks like it's going to be another roller coaster of a ride. I'll wrap up here. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly.
1: Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Up next is Lisa. Lisa writes Cyberbill. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think for the last ten minutes or so of the show, that is all I said. For, a friend was over watching with me because I thought it might be scary. it would be scary and I did not want to watch it alone. It was downright horrific. She told me to calm down. I could not explain to her how terrible and frightening it all was. The shot of Bill's feet as she went out, went to get out of bed and look around, was five star creepy. When the doctor pulled out the
2: headgear, because we can all see those air quotes,
1: (laughs) I tried to put it in my voice. (laughs) Pulled out the headgear and said, You won't care that you are in pain all the time. I lost it. Spare parts on steroids. We had plenty of callbacks to past episodes again this week. I decided there is probably a callback homage, quote, or same camera from every episode or story of Doctor Who in this series, including Big Finish Audio, Shada, and Scream of the Shalka. I am sure there is a long list out there on the internets. I have enjoyed Bill as the companion. The scenes with her and the Doctor have been my favorites this year. I really enjoyed the first several episodes so much because of the two of them. I suppose Bill's last name was... Hints about her fate. Pots, as in ten pots. Take care, everyone, and remember to trust no one. Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, you're not the only one thinking that. Simon Forward on Facebook (laughs) (laughs) posted, Well, pots should have handles. (laughs) (laughs) Best comment about the episode. (laughs) Uh, I... I
2: (laughs) Like, okay, I read that almost immediately following my watch because I tend to stay off social media. Oh, yeah, so On the Saturday So I saw that and just, I started laughing and then I felt bad. <laughs> and then I was like, too soon. And then I started to type too soon and there was already a comment from somebody else. Too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, oh.
1: Thanks, Lisa. Good to hear from you again. Up hey, next in feedback it, yeah. is Odd Duckville.
2: Odd Duck Phil writes World Enough and Cheese Hey Hoopikins Sorry it's been a couple But Sundays in the Casa Pato Odd Pato? What would that be? Casa Pato Odd
1: I think that sounds right
2: Pato I don't know that I'm sorry I'm stuck on this now <laughs> Would it be Casa Del Odd? Pato P-A-T-O
1: That's Spanish for duck Or Portuguese for duck.
0: Okay, I got you. I'm with you now. House of Odd Duck is what it's translated to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, he he almost got too clever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to straight out say he was too clever there, but... (laughs)
2: No, we figured it out. It's not It's still
0: almost too clever. <laughs> it might be the funniest thing I've read all week.
2: <laughs>
0: House of Odd Duck. <laughs> Casa Pato Odd. Oh. House of Odd Duck. I love it.
2: Okay. Sundays in the Casa Pato Odd are super crazy. Let me fire this one off post-haste and then back to the crazy. One, I really liked the Eaters of Light from last week. The two highlights were the Ravens remembering, and the Celts and Romans not letting the Doctor fight for them. Oh, and shame on you, Sean. You know how this works. When someone on the podcast says, Hamakavula... (laughs) Oh, that's the second funniest thing I've read this week now. Um, Okay, you're right. When someone on the podcast says, Hamakavula, you're supposed to go... I'M A KABOOL! You're right, I forgot. <laughs> shame, shame. See last week for show notes. <laughs> uh, two. I can't be, I'm kind of embarrassed now. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I, you I had am, one job, I wonder, Sean. I'm diminished. One job. Number two, world enough in time. The one and only complaint I have about the episode itself is the very beginning. We all know it's coming, don't tease the regeneration so much. (laughs) Otherwise, the episode was fantastic from start to finish. That being said, how much better would it have been without the constant bombardment of spoilers and teasers all season long? How much jaw-dropping would it have been to see Sims remove the mask without knowing he was returning? It's not a Doctor Who thing, so much as it's an entertainment industry as a whole lately. They want our money viewing so badly, they're giving us all the sizzle, and it hurts the product. Man, could you imagine what we'd be thinking right now if we didn't know Capaldi was out this season? With the previous brushes of death and even a fake regeneration, what would be saying? What would we be saying about that opening? Oh, and speaking of Sims, man, was he good. I honestly didn't recognize him for the first scene or so. And then I was actually convinced at first that he was playing two roles in this episode. That was acting. Odd Duck Phil, bravo for Sims.
1: Thanks, Odd Duck. I think we're going to get into some of that in a little bit once we get to our <laughs> review.
2: <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely.
1: And our last bit of feedback comes from
0: Chrissy. And Chrissy writes... Curse you, BBC Shakes fist. I am I am currently shaking fist. Yep. Dear Vortex boys, since I've missed a couple of weeks writing in, I have some words to say on the last few episodes before I get to World Enough and Time. That's so hard to say that. World Enough and Time. World enough and time. Largely I tend (laughs) to agree with your assessment of the Monk 3 Parter. Lots of smaller parts of the story worked, but the entire thing failed to gel together. The Lie of the Land kind of fell flat for me, mostly because it felt too rushed and there wasn't enough time for it to breathe. Also, the fake-out regeneration thing is getting a bit old. On the whole, I wasn't terribly impressed with the conclusion of the trilogy, though I still do think that Extremis and The Pyramid at the End of the World were both a lot of fun as individual episodes. But like you said, the whole thing felt sloppy and phoned in, and when you look at it all together... Kind of a shame. There was some great stuff there and that just didn't work as one big story arc. Then we had The Empress of Mars and Eaters of Light, which I felt like were both a return to form for Doctor Who. Both were standalone stories that presented a problem for Team TARDIS, and they ended up being fun adventure stories. I don't want to call them romps, because frankly, I'm tired of that term. <laughs> <laughs> Empress of Mars, in particular, was enjoyable just for the sheer, bug-nuts-crazy premise of Victorian-era military expedition getting stranded on Mars. It's like Mark Gaddis drew two vastly different concepts out of a hat on a dare, and and the challenge was to combine the two into a semi-coherent story. In other sci-fi shows, it might not have worked, but this is Doctor Who. There's a lot that this show can get away with on sheer whimsy alone. Leaders of Light was also a great episode, a bit more straightforward in terms of historical time period it takes place, but still enjoyable. Maybe that's a sign that Doctor Who needs to lay off some of the big overarching plot lines and stick to smaller, more individualized stories. I don't know. I'm not in charge, and I'm not going to presume to tell the powers that be what to do. But the evidence for stepping away from the big plot lines is there, in my humble opinion. Okay, world enough in time. First of all, (laughs) I am not happy that the BBC had to go and do the big, hey guys, we're bringing back the Master and Cybermen thing before the season even premiered. For the sheer fact that I knew, A, who the shrouded figures were that carted Bill away after she got shot, and B, I guessed that Mr. Razor was really John Sim under a ton of makeup and prosthetics well before the reveal happened. I would have preferred to have been surprised on both counts. I maintain that the BBC marketing department has been the biggest source of spoilers this year, but there's nothing to be done about that, I guess. Sigh. Oh, I, do I supposed to do the sigh? <sighs> <laughs> At that being said, holy cow, the entire episode and premise was amazing. Even with the spoilers, both Jared and I enjoyed this episode a lot. The idea that this enormous colony ship trapped in front of a black hole would have different time zones, for lack of a better term, I'm sure the physics experts out there would know better what to call this phenomenon, on each floor is actually quite clever. Plus, I liked the way they explained that with Bill and Razor watching the TV monitor. Although, I will mention that Jared figured out the time dilation thing going on before the episode explained to To be fair, he's kind of a walking spoiler alert. (laughs) He has their weird knack of guessing uh, the major plot twists in stories before twists even happen. It's clever, but it can be a bit annoying when you're watching something new and he guesses what's going to happen before it happens. It's hard to surprise him. Also, I love the slow introduction of the Cybermen with the ones in the hospital crying out in pain. But Nurse (laughs) Ratchet, I know that's not (laughs) her name, but that's what I'm calling her in my head, turns the volume down so dang creepy. Missy's reaction to seeing her past self was so good. Both Michelle Gomez and John Sim were on top of their games in this scene. Nothing against Peter or Pearl, who were both great in their own rights, but the meeting of the two masters was the highlight of this episode. All that being said, I have two, well, not complaints as such. More like Concerns. I hope this episode's Operation Exodus doesn't contradict the storyline of Spare Parts. I don't think it does, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to go back and listen to the audio again, but I think they talked about calling ships leaving Mondas in that story. But there were still people left behind that ended up converting themselves into Cybermen anyway. Maybe it still works. Don't quote me on that quite yet. It's been a while since I listened to spare parts, though it's not like I necessarily need an excuse to revisit (laughs) that one again. Smiley face. My second concern is that I hope this excellent setup doesn't get let down by the conclusion. We've had that happen many times before, where the second half doesn't quite live up to the promise of the first, so I'm a bit hesitant to celebrate this episode too much just in case the next part doesn't work as well as this one did but for the first part, it was quite excellent. Definitely a high point of the season thus far. Those are my thoughts right now. I'm sure I can think of more, but I want to get this to you in time for recording. I'll talk to you all soon. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy.
1: Well, let's jump right into our review because I think we all have a lot to say about this one. World enough and time. Friendship drives the doctor to the rashest decision of his life. Trapped on a giant spaceship, caught in the event horizon of a black hole, he witnesses the death of someone he is pledged to protect. Is there any way he can redeem his mistake? Are events already out of control? For once, time is the Time Lord's enemy. Bum, bum, bum. I
2: concur. So I think... Mostly.
1: The episode was really good. It could have been absolutely freaking amazing had the BBC not spoiled so much <laughs> of the stuff. I'm, I would, I'm just like, I agree with all of our feedbackers that yeah. as it's, soon as the guys with the clouded, the shouted head showed up and took him, took her away, I absolutely knew that they were Cybermen or precursors to Cybermen. It's just one of those. How amazing would that have been not to have known? And then on top of that, the Sims reveal. It was, just would have been absolutely incredible. The Sims reveal did kind
0: of surprise me a little bit. I knew it from the beginning, knowing that Sims was coming, and this guy walking around the ship and being friendly with Bill, and I thought, this is an old master trick. This is the master in disguise. I knew it from the very beginning.
1: I didn't think they'd pull that trick out. <laughs> I, I, The
0: way that this season has been going, I thought they're doing all kinds of nods to classic Doctor Who, and this is one more. This is I couldn't tell that it was Sim, which I appreciate I love the makeup I thought it looked incredible I thought his performance was magnificent oh, yeah. he did I, not come across as John Sim he did not come across as nope. John Sims master and but I, I sat there all along going I know this is him this has got to be him this is so much in the masters mo and moffat has been doing that all season he's been making these callbacks to the classic series
2: I figured out it was him just before the yeah that was when, funny, when when yeah. he and Missy started their conversation, that was when I finally went, oh, 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 and and and, and then it, and then it happened, and I was angry <laughs> because the, the elephant in the room is the BBC. Why would you spoil this? Why would there's you? No reason there, to. There's, there's, I don't care about the hype. I don't care about the. So the best
1: equivalent you can bring it to is Darkwater, Death and Evan. So the first part of Darkwater, we were all surprised by the fact that they were Cybermen and that Missy was the master. I mean, there are so many parallels here that they did it right there. Why couldn't they do that right? Yeah. Do it right this time. And I, I agree. it
2: was the novelty of oh, we're actually going and bringing in the Mondasian Cybermen. They had a they had a clickbait picture news article that they felt was worthy of blowing out of proportion and they wanted the promotion for it and it's it's why there's just i'm envious of those
1: people who because i was talking to my mom because she hasn't seen this episode yet and hasn't really seen a lot of the stuff about the show kind of online and i was asking her do you know who's supposed to be coming up in the later episodes and she said no I'm so envious of her. Yeah. <laughs> to have that reveal. Of course, the Mondasians aspect Mondasian. of it. Mondasian aspect is gonna be lost on her. But because <laughs> she hasn't seen Tenth Planet.
2: It it just is I mean, once again, I'm I'm cursing the podcast. Because if we weren't plugged in the way that we're plugged in, maybe I, 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 I s- would have
1: we still would have seen it on Facebook, Sean. Or
2: maybe I would have avoided some of that.
1: I think we still would have seen it on but Facebook. But
2: you're right. I think we would have. But Sim, there was no reason to promote the fact that he was in well, the show. And, and
1: while it made a great coming up the season trailer to have him in there to get you excited, that's that's the only reason why they announced him, because he was going to be in that trailer and they were it was about to leak because people saw that they trailer. They shouldn't have put him in the trailer. They shouldn't have, and Moffat was against it too. So Moffat was absolutely right and no, we shouldn't have done this.
2: Yeah. So I'm back to siding with Moffat now. Yay Moffat, because <laughs> just... When you when you make impassioned pleas to your audience at San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con going, don't spoil this...
1: Uh, and they pulled it off so many other and, times. And, you know,
2: then the BBC marketing machine comes trudging in like a old-school Who monster, just lumbering <laughs> into the room going, look what I got! <laughs> it's like... <laughs> okay, so I'm done talking about the disappointment factor, which was huge. Because, admittedly, even if I didn't know... I would have suspected would that have they suspected were Cybermen. I would have Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that that's
1: a pretty... Especially the, the, the way the voice... I, I, would, I would just, as I watched it, I thought to myself, you know what I, what I was thinking this entire time is, are those Cybermen? Yeah. No, surely they wouldn't go there. Surely they wouldn't go all the way back to Mondas
0: yeah. to
1: pull our Cybermen up, because they even had the voices. Yeah. It wasn't updated at all.
2: Well, the clomping. Yeah, Once the, the one came out of the... Once Bill came out of the closet, there was like, but I'll I'll let that go.
0: Bill came out of the closet a long time ago. That's true. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) since the pilot. (laughs) Okay, I'm done talking about the disappointment factor now. Just missed opportunities. So much of this episode was so very good. Man, where to start? I love the premise that we're 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 just we're gonna go and we're gonna get a simple mission and and something look for distress signals and we'll get her something simple. Yeah, And Bill's against it. Bill's like, no, no, no. I don't I don't want to do this. I, she scares me. Like, why are you so... What if I get killed? Yeah. Promise me I won't <laughs> get killed. And then we killed Bill. <laughs> and not a little bit. Like a lot. Huge hole in the chest this, killed. This is a... I'm not sure how you fixed that. Well, now I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I'm not sure I'm happy with how you fixed it. <laughs> and I'll be honest. When it happened, it was... Part of me started
1: going, okay, is this some simulation now? Because we hadn't got the Cyberman stuff yet, obviously. And so, and we didn't know what this ship was, so my brain started going into overtime of, okay, how are they not going to actually kill her? Because I don't believe that's going to happen. Because how many times have we almost killed her or potentially killed her at this point?
2: Yeah, well, and especially, maybe that's why we got Extremis. Uh, Maybe that that was a whole thing, was to kind of put us down on that you know, Maybe it's a simulation, maybe it's not real, maybe it's this. You know. But then I was angry because, well, first of all, I like Bill. <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw Adric at a planet in a runaway spaceship, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Don't kill the ones I like. Especially that way. Big hole in the... And props to Rachel Tyler. She has yet to do a bad episode. Yeah, I would agree. Wise. Oh, I yeah. The direction yes, of this was phenomenal. She, she's really, really well done across the board with everything. That reveal in particular was, was great. So then, okay, we rush her downstairs, and we go, oh, you're going to get the procedure. Oh. <laughs> now, I only know where this is going because BBC spoiled it. <laughs> There's <It's gonna be laughs> in here. Yeah. Okay, I'll pretend not to know. A weird Hospital and, well, Conversion Theater. That was probably another dead giveaway. Conver- yeah, the
1: fact that it was conversion <laughs> instead of operating.
2: Yeah. The time dilation I also picked up on right before the explanation came.
1: It took me a minute, but it was pretty close, too, yeah.
2: But it was only because I suddenly re- remembered there's an episode of uh, Stargate SG-1 where they, they open the Stargate and a team goes through and then they lose radio contact with them. Well, it turns out the planet that they sent these guys to was on the event horizon of a black hole. Mm. And the wormhole opens and they come out and they, and they get sucked in. But the gate's still open. So the black hole is slowly eating its way through the wormhole to Earth. Oh. <laughs> so time down in the in the facility is running at a completely different rate than time... Upstairs because it's starting to get more and more gravity and everything. Was, yeah. It was a great episode. It was like, oh, cool, what a nifty idea. And so as soon as they gave us that visual of the ship and the way, I went, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hard science in my science fiction for this episode, <laughs> which is not something we normally get in Doctor Who. No, really So it was really nifty to get that, and it allowed Moffat a different way of playing with time. Oh, yeah.
0: It's funny how, one of my favorite parts of the story yeah. so far. It's funny how Chrissy mentioned that Jared had already figured that out before the explanation of what was happening. And it was funny because when it's starting to be revealed as the doctor's image is free frozen the and, his, and the people's are, images are frozen on the particular screen, and they started alluding to that before the doctor ends up explaining it, I turned to Caitlin and I said, oh, that makes sense. It's a black hole. So the closest to the center of the black hole, time goes faster and at the far end. And both the kids go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And just after I finished explaining it to them, the doctor launches <laughs> into the explanation. <laughs> and both kids looked at me and they went, good job, Dad. <laughs> so I unfortunately did that as well. So I'm just I was blown away by this episode. I think my problems with it, if we point out the problems, is I agree with their art feedbackers or whoever said about the doctor coming out of the ship at the beginning and going through the regeneration? I just I'm so sick and tired of that. We know it's going to happen. Yes, it's and just it was unnecessary
1: teasing. for the pre-credit. Right, and I think for this.
0: it's and because there's a lot of things in the beginning of this that are out of order. I understand why they did it that way because obviously that regeneration is probably what we're going to see or or something maybe that's going to happen that causes that effect but i just it, it it bothered me that they opened the pre-credit scene that way and then i was a little i was a little better with that that they did it because they bounced back and forth from uh yeah. bill and the doctor when she was he was explaining the plan to do with missy to have to you know give her a test run and they were kind of bouncing around with the, the with time there and so i thought okay well the, that kind of makes that first scene okay well, because it doesn't feel so out of place now because it is, is supposed is to be out so of place. It's so ridiculously it long. Very long. Yeah.
2: Did you see the meme? Uh-uh. Somebody post? The uh, the third year hair is what it was <laughs> called and they had a shot of Pertwee in this first season versus the third oh. and then a shot of Capaldi in this first season versus that <laughs> shot right before the generation. It was like,
0: wow, it has gotten kind of unruly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the other thing is, as Chrissy pointed out, is that now I need to go back and listen to spare parts because I want it to work so much. Well, but I look at this and I think there's a chance that it may not, that this may unravel spare parts a little bit and it may take some forced headcanon more to than make anything, it
1: work. I'm conf- I'm concerned it's going to contradict 10th Planet heavily, of somehow. Because if this is truly the genesis of the Cybermen how are they on the 10th pl- on Mondas when they come to Earth I mean, well maybe I, I need something the, to link us there the way yeah I, I agree but I see I can, see,
0: I can the... see them going there to do the conversion secretly before they go back to Mondas and do the mondas and do the the complete conversion of of, of everybody at that point which so I think there's going to be a point A to point b there especially
1: if okay so I need to rewatch this. I wonder. I want to rewatch this episode again. But if I remember correctly, they're all descendants from the crew members. So this is a Mondasian ship escape fleet, and they were heading to Mondas to pick up people. Right. right. One so would think we could still be heading that direction. That's what I'm saying. Is I think
0: that this is so like this is here. where they've developed it, and then they take it to Mondas. They convert all of the Mondasians and then they bring Mondas to Earth for the the planet.
1: And if that's the case, I think spare parts will still work.
0: Well, that's where I'm with Chrissy in the sense that unless they talk about the colony ships, because with spare parts, from what I recall, postulates the idea that it's that the conversion started on Mondas, whereas this makes it sound like the conversions start on the ship and then return to Mondas.
1: I think it's it's the same
0: concepts too though because society is coming to a point where they're having to augment themselves in order to survive and they they're having to do the same thing so there's a lot of parallels here there's just uh, there's going to need to be a way to kind of gel those together for me as a fan not necessarily that doesn't have to the tv series has always been its own thing it contradicts itself as well but it's you know that's where you go to the base first this is the this is the true canon and then you kind of splinter off I
2: think that's one of those things when when you do a show that you're introducing this level of fan service when, when you go to this extreme and you've given us a whole season of these nods and winks and touches and look at what we did here great but as a fan I want you to work I know you don't have to I know the canon is its own thing and as we've even said before canon is kind of what you make it but I want you to... It's not enough for me to acknowledge it as they did in Night of the Doctor, which was great when they suddenly brought the big finish, at least the Eighth Doctor stuff, in as, as as canon. It's not quite enough for me to do that. I still want you to be respectful and play within the boundaries of that sandbox that you've augmented with all this other stuff. And so it's one thing to do a story that touches on the elements especially when you're dealing with Spare Parts which everybody regards as one of the pinnacles of big finish that this yeah. is such a good story it's one thing to do something that you know borrows an element or makes a reference or pays homage to that it's quite another to give me a televised version of Spare Parts because now i feel like you've cheapened it it's it's
1: well, especially when you give me a televised version that might make Spare Parts Irrelevant.
2: Unlike Dalek and Jubilee, which we felt, even though they were very similar and you know based yeah. on that, they were still different enough and still worked within the the confines of their own continuity even, or human nature. Well, even, even yeah.
0: well, even Russell T. Davis... D- yeah, Russell T. Davis did a service to the his era. It wasn't necessarily his episode, but to to his era, he did a service to Big Finish by taking and bringing in an alternate universe cyberman and utilizing the spare parts script and and ideas that 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 were there and but but setting it outside so that that spare parts still can work Mm -hmm. in this sense i think the thing that gives me hope is that that the nods that moffat writes into night of the doctor he's at least somewhat beholden to the uh canonosity of big finish by including those in that dialogue so i think that that gives me hope that he's not going to muddle things up too much uh because of that example there so
2: and realistically on that on that issue at least we won't know until next week
1: oh yeah absolutely although the the very talking about the very beginning pre-credit sequence knowing a lot like
2: Mondas. Didn't yeah, exactly. I mean, it even looked... That image that they've used of on the DVD cover with the First Doctor and Cyberman Cybermen and the snow and the blue yeah. and everything, it looked like that cover. Exactly.
0: It was so cool.
1: <laughs> and I thought to myself... And there's a thing of... It's not just snow, it's... I know Mondo- Mondazi and Cybermen are in this. So I automatically think, oh, is he regenerating on Mondas?
2: Maybe. Or maybe that's how they get to Mondas, is if he brings the TARDIS there. That I don't know. Be. we got to wait till the next one well, to find and, out. And,
1: because this the colony ship is trapped there because of the black hole, I mean to some extent, it. This is also spe- heavy speculation. The ship might not make it, but somebody from the ship could get to Mondas and then set forward the events for spare parts. Right. So there, are, there is plenty of chances for it to still work at this point.
0: Tardis wiki has pointed to the fact that in his fifth incarnation the doctor saw the mondasians who remained on mondas convert themselves into cybermen for a similar reason and so it could be as chrissy was alluding to that they, they refer to the colony ships that went out mm-hmm. this could just be a situation of it's not serendipity, but of, of, of common goal that they just realize that they're going to have well, to do and, something. And so they both happened to have the same planet without realizing it.
1: And as, well. as I watched it, I actually thought to myself of this sort of situation and thought, well, I suppose it is possible that the beginnings of the technology was there regardless. And with the same beginnings, the same species would come to the same ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or maybe the people on the colony ship, even though they were just the the crew. We'd have to assume that, the, the other than the one alien guy, that the crew members were from Mondas when they went to go pick up the ship, right? They didn't, or did they...
0: They just called them human. They just called them human, so yeah, we don't know that they were Mondas. We assume now based on the events that happened.
2: Because I suppose you could have a human delivery service that... Is going to take the whole ship and that none of them are from Mondas. Mondas. Mondas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. Potato, impression. potato. I'll say it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I didn't get that impression either. And that's, we're really mincing hairs on that one. Well, yeah. But,
1: but we're, we're. We don't get that
0: impression because of the, our foreknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that simply, though, is one of the things I think we'll have to wait. Yep. We, we can lament it right now, but we have to wait until next week to really yeah. kind of formulate, okay, does Desperate Part still work? I'm angry. <laughs> well, all the things what, I've been angry about this, this season, the, the fact that I have to wait till next week now, I'm angry. Best
1: cliffhangers we've had, I think,
0: probably since Missy being revealed as a master. I would agree. I would agree. I, I, and I, I want to come to the defense of the BBC just a little bit. I, too, have the same feelings that, wow, what a wonderful reveal this would have been if I didn't know. John Sin was coming back as a master. Wow, what a wonderful reveal this would have been if I did not know that Mondasi and Cybermen were returning. On the flip side of that, we have to keep in mind that we live in a society where spoilers are prevalent. And the BBC, for all of the idiocy it seems... They got ahead of this because this was going to come out, especially with this being the end of the series. This being the end part of the series, somebody was going to leak this information, somebody was going to put this out there. This was going to be speculation on the internet, and you could either choose to believe it or not believe it. And I think the BBC decided we're going to get ahead of this and we're just going to get it out of the way so that we can continue to focus on telling some good stories. And so I think that's where they came down. I'm not saying it was the best decision, I just think that. That we would have known by now, as late in the season as this is, we would have known by now that John Sim was coming, and we would have known that by now that it would have been Mondasi and Cybermans that were going to make a return. So that yeah, I, being.
2: I, I
1: said,
0: still disagree with that. I think because. That, because I, no, I, I
2: think. I,
1: if, if you go to the speculation threads then the, you would have seen the, those The things. thing
0: is, you can't avoid clickbait articles anymore. We try our best. We stay off of social media the day of Doctor Who coming out, but with s- two months of Doctor Who ahead of us, something would have slipped out on on Radio Times. or I mean, And it would have that been that a reputable true. site that would, eventually would have eventually picked it up and, and said... it would have been a headline thing. It wouldn't have been That's clickbait. just it. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And so well, There, I there just have don't been think times where I we've been we, surprised. We have to quit bellyaching about the fact that we don't get we get spoiled on everything now we've got to quit doing that we've we, got to realize that there's that you either have to fix the internet or you have to accept the fact that we're going to be
2: well spoiled. Uh, you're you're not wrong but we also even with this show we've been surprised we didn't know that they were doing a mini with Paul McGann until it dropped until we watched it and had that reveal we didn't know John Hurt was coming until oh. that reveal
1: no they told us in advance that John Hurt was going to yeah, be there. We, knew we didn't know Hurt. who he was going to play.
0: We knew okay. John Hurt was coming, yeah.
2: Um, but we didn't know the specifics of it. Yeah, We didn't know that Missy was, in fact, the master. We speculated it. We suspected it. But we didn't know. And that was late in the season. That was the finale uh, two-parter. I had seen... And we didn't know Cybermen had, were going to be Now,
0: I'm, I'm a little less... I don't remember. I don't think... I don't we didn't know that they we were, were Cybermen. I'm a little less particular well. about being spoiled than you guys are. But I, I saw... Very early on, that Missy was going to be the master. I saw that. Yeah, you did. I saw You, you, you called it. Yeah.
2: But again, at the time when you say it, it's rampant speculation. Pretty much most of what you say, I chalk up to rampant speculation. <laughs> well,
0: but the other thing that I think that I would prefer the BBC just to come out and say it, because we have, how many times have we gone, well, that was the worst kept secret? We've done that in the past where well, well, that was just the worst, but we saw that coming. We knew that was going to happen. And then you're, we're, we're dogging the BBC for not being able to keep the secret very well this time they realized hey we're, we can't keep secrets so let's just put it out there i mean i just i i think i'm, def- I'm over defending the bbc of <laughs> this because I, again i agree with what everybody is saying about wouldn't it be nice for this to but it doesn't matter whether the BBC lets it out or whether the BBC doesn't let it out. We're going to be mad at the BBC because we were either duped. It's a no-win scenario. Or, yeah, I get no it. Yeah. You're damned it if is, you do
2: and damned if you exactly. don't. Either way. So
0: I think the best thing to do is to enjoy the stories as they're presented and not worry about all the spoilers and speculations that come out. We just we, we just have to accept that that's that's a, that's a fact of life now. Anyway, I, I will get off that <laughs> I'll get off that soapbox now. <laughs> Uh, I love the fact that the Venetian Akidum <laughs> is used and referenced and name dropped and everything that the was the only
2: thing that would have made that better is if he had gone hi <laughs>
0: yeah I don't think it's in Capaldi's doctor's character to make the hi and that is a, a third doctor oh, trait well I think that that's a third doctor <laughs> trait that's something the third doctor did so that's almost like taking away from it this was enough of a yeah hey the doctor of course he still knows this kind of stuff so I, I liked that that was very cool. I, nobody's brought this up, which I was kind of surprised when the doctor and Mr. Razor with the doctor, when <laughs> Bill and Mr. Razor are watching the doctor and Nardle and Missy and the blue guy on the screen, which I love the fact that <laughs> the goes, Oh, you're blue. <laughs> <laughs> I should go back to blue. I should go back to blue.
2: Um, it justified his earlier comment. Yeah, really yeah, it did. really did. It kind of fixed that a little bit.
0: And so, but when they're watching that on a monitor, that looks like an old-time TV screen and looks like a telesnap. (laughs) I looked at that and I thought, is this a subtle nod? Is this a subtle nod to something that we as Who fans have have lived with because of the absence of missing episodes? And I thought, wow, that was a a nice, subtle reference, if that's indeed what was implied there. That's what I got out of it. I and hadn't I thought, thought of that. Wow, yeah, because it's that, that it's even that grainy look. You know, that you know oh, how yeah. you get, you see the lines on the screen when you take a telesnap of something, that's what it looks like. It definitely like.
2: reminded me of an old school TV monitor with kind of the rounded
0: uh-huh. corners. Yeah, yeah, but I
2: didn't I didn't make the telesnap connection.
0: So I thought that was a nice touch if that's what was implied there. And I, I was I was elated, elated by the way that they explained the Mondassian Cybermen. That was one thing that I had issue with this whole time, that you can't just throw them at us, and you have to accept and Moffat does a Superb job explaining why there's cloth faces and hands revealed. And well, the, all the way the down to the not really hands, yeah, gloves now. All the way down to the fact that the, the reason why the voice is different for the earliest Cybermen is because of that technology that they, they were using to communicate with the the little punch buttons. Yeah. I thought, oh that's that was clever. That was well really, done. So well done. Yeah. So kudos to Moffat for <laughs> proving me wrong on that.
2: <laughs> the horror. We, we've we touched on what a nightmare being converted would be. This one was really the first one that made me feel it.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, when you walk in behind the plastic curtain and you hear saws going, Rah! and there's a chainsaw and buzz saws, and just think, it's like, ooh. no this
0: well it's because (laughs) you realize that that's one and done you're you 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 get it over with quickly this is a slow process and obviously a painful one until they're able to remove the emotion or the pain
1: the fact that how they explained why they had the handles yeah we haven't really gotten a good explanation of that before until now that's what dampens the pain and the pain receptors in the brain cuts out the emotion Mm -hmm. yeah way better than it being in
0: the chest like it was for this world terrific explanation nurse ratchet
2: doing her oh turn the volume down
0: well yeah. and that's the thing is you don't that the nice touch of that is i thought she was giving them some sort of like painkiller injection i thought it was uh, a drug yeah and i thought oh okay that must be you know to to relieve his pain and then it, when bill goes over there and turns the dial and it turns it back up and i thought ah, that cold-hearted b-word <laughs> <laughs> and then he, she goes
2: over to the other guy and kill me yeah. kill me Mel picked up on that. She goes, Did she just turn the volume off? And I went, Oh no. She gave him some drugs. And then Bill turned the volume back up and I went, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Mel picked up on that. Wow. I didn't. But that's what I get for, you know, all the best of people. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nurse. She's going to help this poor thing. No. I um uh, I didn't know that it was John Sim.
1: Like His even when he, was so even when he pulls
2: the mask off, I went, Okay. Because, I mean, that was cool. We're like, disguises. You still do... And boom. But it wasn't until after the episode was over that I went and I saw something that when they went outside to shoot, they apparently did some location shooting, and people were taking pictures of Cybermen, people were taking pictures of of Missy, people were taking pictures of this. Nobody took any pictures of Razor. But it was John Sim under Mm -hmm. the prosthetic doing a voice the whole time. I didn't... Wow, Really? So kudos to him for for that.
1: Anybody else think Razor looked like Michael Sheen? Yes. Okay, good. It wasn't me. Just with a more a bigger eyebrow. A brow. And now I th- I'm I think that's part of why it tricked me long enough, because I kept looking at him Trying to the figure out where from, you knew the guy from the guy <laughs> looks familiar. He looks like Michael Sheen, but I know he's not in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he came back.
2: Now it'll be really interesting to go back and re-watch this with that foreknowledge. Oh, yeah. And picking apart the performance and looking for the hidden jokes that are there that, oh, he's totally pulling a master on you and you don't know it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to take it away from the reveal because I feel like the reveal was as good as when I watch an old Fifth Doctor story that I hadn't seen and Anthony Anley shows up and pulls the mask off, and I'm like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> I didn't know you were in this." And the box, and the DVD box doesn't spoil it.
2: For yeah, when 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 they don't spoil it on the box, BBC. I,
0: I kept Time looking flight. to see if if Mister <laughs> Razor was an anagram of the Master, or I mean, it's similar. It's similar, or, or or Sims Master, or something, and I just I can't work it out, but it's it's similar, Mister Razor. Master. The fact that it's but, a Z makes it harder. Yeah. And, and they, they did that. They would jumble letters. I mean, sometimes it was a direct anagram. Sometimes it was a, a muddled anagram. But mm-hmm. uh, this, I suppose, works in that way. But similar enough to be also a nod to how they used to disguise yeah. the master. Hey, here's using. an
2: idea, BBC. Do you remember back in the old days when you used to disguise the actor so that nobody knew he was in the episode?
0: Maybe we could have done that
2: instead of announcing John Sim was coming back. Yeah. <laughs> And playing Mr. Razor is
0: Sin John. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to pick up on that. I mean, come on. Um, did you guys notice the drums when uh, the master comes in and joins uh, Missy in the theater? I don't think I did. Mm.
2: Yeah, the, the Sims. The Sims theme. drums. Yeah. The Sims drum theme. So I, I can proudly say that I called it with that, this is just some crazy thing that Sim's Master is involved with. Yeah, I
1: definitely don't get the impression Missy
0: had any foreknowledge of this. I will make a wild prediction. A wild prediction. I think Missy's going to kill the Master and regenerate right there into Missy. That would be a wild prediction. (laughs) (laughs) I think Missy is going to save the day. There's good in her after all. She's going to kill her former incarnation and he's going to regenerate into Missy. I think we're going to see her. Is that based
1: off the line that Sims gives of, I have uh, concerns about my future? Uh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) That does kind of definitively, mostly definitively put to bed the when is she placed argument. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It definitely does.
2: Which I'm kind of glad, because as much as I love the idea of maybe she's earlier, maybe she's this, maybe she's that, I, I think it really convolutes things. Even for the fans. I, I think the normal audience would have been lost. But, I, you know, even among the fans, I think it was starting to get to that. Oh, yeah, it would have eh, been. Where, where does this, how does then. that work? So I'm kind of glad that we're just like, nope, we're going to. But that's, I'd, I'd throw down on that. I'd put a buck on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Doctor Who. I was trying to think. There was one other thing that I really <laughs> wanted to make sure that I mentioned because I kind of swung both ways during the watching of this, going from just absolutely elated to really kind of frustrated and angry. But it was all within the episode, frustrated and angry. Like, oh, you you, you, you shot Bill. Yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, Bill's okay. Oh, but Bill's going to be a Cyberman. Now I'm angry again. Oh, but you haven't really told me that these are Cybermen. But I know these are Cyber. <laughs> you know, you know. But you, that's a conflicting emotion. You're, 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 just... you're,
0: you're angry at the con- content of the episode. You're not angry at right. the fact. You're not angry. There's sometimes you watch and you go, "Oh Moffat, I can't believe you just did that." This time it was, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happened." now. Right, the you roller know, coaster that, yeah. With, yeah.
2: The roller coaster within the episode itself. Because of that, I think because the roller coaster ride was so good, then I, I really had conflicting thoughts on it after it ended. Like it ended and I just kind of
1: I see the next episode. I,
2: <laughs> yeah, well I just sat there and Mel went, Are you okay? <laughs> I was like, Yeah. She goes, Are you stewing? And I went, I'm formulating some thoughts for tonight. She goes, You got all day and I was like, I know. <laughs> but I really wasn't sure how I felt after it ended, because it was like, Did I like that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Should I? I think so. <laughs> <You know? laughs> aren't you angry? A little bit. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, It's a new experience for me. Normally I come out of a Doctor Who episode and go, that was great. Or, wow, that was terrible. Now i got to find some positives. But I, I, this one was up and down, up and down, but through the whole thing. Yeah. Which is kind of a relief. It's kind of like the season so far. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, for our
1: adage, Up and down, and up, up and down. Know who is
2: bad who. And I feel like, Listening to the feedback and reading the stuff that our listeners have put in, it kind of feels like this one's... These are the times that try men's souls. These have really (laughs) been the episodes that people have been very divisive about. And reading some of the comments from Andy and some of the other guys on on Facebook, they're just like, I'm done. You know, and I feel bad. Uh, There's nothing I can say that's going to change anybody's mind on that. It's not, you know because I come across sounding like a mewing fanboy when I go, oh, give it a little bit longer. Maybe you'll find something you like. It's like yeah, if you're done, you're done. Or wait till the next showrunner. Or wait till the next doctor. We've said that before. It's It's been very divisive this year. And so it's, it's interesting to me to find an episode that I kind of come down on both sides of it going, I really, really loved this, but I'm not sure how I feel about it <laughs> <that."> because <laughs> I'm nervous and worried and I hope that this isn't the end of Bill. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately upset over what happened to bill well
0: i, I think stepping and i'm out, supposed to be <laughs> stepping outside and, and, and taking the doyleist approach we do know that this is that bill's done this year right she has said that she's i don't she, I, I saw think a she, thing
1: from moffat after this episode saying that yeah she's done but i don't think i anything from in BBC an interview
0: it. in an interview somewhere she said that this was would be her only season i i swear this was about halfway through the season or even before and she regretted saying it I think, I think is what I'd read she regretted saying it but felt well the cat's already out of the bag so she didn't back off of it any soon so but I it's different to
2: have a one season companion and I'm, I'm, you know, I leave at the end of the season and a I died yeah
0: yeah. at the end of the season <laughs> Well, the good news is, horrifically, I think with we, a giant we, hole. I think we knew Clara was dying, and we saw that coming. We don't necessarily saw, see this one coming, <laughs> no, so there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and it's been—I mean, there have there's only been a handful of on the fact that they deaths, actually wind yeah. up saving Clara.
1: I mean, she didn't really die. Well, to some yeah. As far yeah. as we're aware, she's still out there in that diner. Right. Right.
0: Traveling <laughs> with Lady Me. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is you know we've talked uh, my family we've talked about john sim returning because the kids saw the trailer with sim returning and they didn't really kind of focus on the Mondassian cybermen at all because they're not classic who fans in oh, fact yeah. as we were going through the episode caitlin finally said i think i see there's this is going is this this the cybermen like a long time ago didn't they kind of look like this because she started seeing the cloth faces and stuff and i said yeah i said uh, so i brought up of some pictures of 10th planet. I said, this is what the Cyberman used to look like. She goes, okay, so that's who that is. And I said, yeah, I think you figured that out. The interesting thing is, none of my family know that Peter Capaldi is leaving this season. Oh, and really? it was finally tonight that Caitlin said, how many years has Capaldi been the doctor? And I said, this is his third year. And she goes, oh, this will be about the time he's going to leave then, isn't it? <laughs> and I didn't say a word. <laughs> You're just going to have to suffer with the rest of us. <laughs> So,
2: How was the family reactions to it?
0: Uh, well, Holly has been out the last two weeks. Uh, she missed last week because she had another commitment, and she didn't sit down and watch it. She meant to watch, catch up this week, so she bowed out this week so that she could watch next last week's and this week before next week. Gotcha. So it's just been the kids and I. The, I think Mason and Caitlin both really enjoyed this one. So there's hope that <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, Caitlin watched she watched it with with us last week and she I was thinking that she had to catch up too but that was a couple weeks ago she really did like uh, last week's as well so that we're back on the upswing with them they, Mason hasn't said much about either but, well he said he did like this one but he didn't say about last week much but Mason's never complained he's just he watches and has fun and just goes on Holly and Caitlin Rowan that got to go, ah, this really isn't that great. Or, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Or, yes. They're a bit more critical. Yeah. So I don't know about Holly. See, that's why Billy, oh, Billy normally so.
2: watches them. He just kind of is along for the ride. And, yeah, uh, you know, that's me. So. I don't get much reaction from him. Mel, I get a little bit more. But. Yeah. And is Sarah watching with you still? Or?
1: Uh, She has been, but she went and took a nap during this one. She was just really tired. So
2: After it started? Yeah. After Bill died? No. Okay.
0: But <laughs> then she took a nap really early on. Yeah, she did. <laughs> really early. Okay. she's so was at the episode bored her to sleep. No, she was, I, think she was, <laughs> I, she, I think she was on the fence about a nap, anyways.
1: Probably just struggling. Too tired. I'm
2: going to bed. Pregnancy will So be she that.
1: she doesn't want to rewatch. She does want to watch this episode. So, and I kind of
2: told
0: her
1: about what happened because she wanted to know. I but. think
2: I may just go ahead and cue this one up next week before.
0: Yeah, I think I watch this. One. Do it as a, and I really think I'm going to go back and listen to spare parts this week too. Just. Get that one back in there and so I can kind of say, okay, this does or does not work, or does or not, does not gel. Because I don't want to get here next week and go, on, oh, I still don't remember much about
1: spare parts. I listened to it a couple months ago. So,
2: There's a part of me that's like, yeah, we should totally do that. And there's another part of me that's like, why would you do that to yourself as a fan? <laughs> why would you set yourself up for the potential disappointment of, no,
0: they ruined well, it? Well, because. <laughs> I'm still that perpetually that guy that wants to figure out a way to make it work. So I want to be on top of it. So if they do screw it <laughs> up, I can go. Well, it does work because. <laughs> See, I'm more. I'm more wanting to g- and go Jillian. back and John and Jillian. John and Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more inclined
1: to want to go back and make sure I rewatch Tenth Planet to make sure there's nothing there that they do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true.
2: Well, lucky for you, you'll have the opportunity. See how that worked yeah. out. Ah. How will I have the opportunity? That's, Sean? that's that's the one good thing about the BBC spoiler.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Since we're going that direction, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, if
2: you uh, are joining us for our Friday night Who's, you're going to have the opportunity to watch Tenth Planet this coming Friday because that's what's on the schedule. And, and a it's reminder: new time, ten time, thirty. Which we appreciate uh, the extra people that joined us uh, this past week for Attack of yeah. the Cybermen, which is still Us and not Mondas. So if you've not had the opportunity, 10.30, Friday night, boot up your BritBox or your DVD if you own it, and join us for the First Doctor's last episode, which happens to fe- uh, feature these uh, Mondasian Cybermen.
0: Are they animateds on uh, BritBox? Good question. I that's a good you're, question. You're the one with the membership. I haven't delved into a lot of it. Last
1: yet. time I looked, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, I don't think that anything that's been... Uh, missing that's been animated to fill the gaps in our BritBox, but I could be wrong.
2: Well, then you might be stuck I think with it a has raccoon. to be
0: something that is... Or the DVD. Or the DVD. <laughs> because there is a DVD of it. With, well, I, as, as far the as, does BritBox
2: even have the Tenth Planet on it, I suppose? Is, uh, that's what no, I'm saying. No, they don't. don't, it does not, don't. It's it does not, not available, available. on Brit I, think, Box. I think
0: anything like uh, Moonlit Base or Ice Warriors... Warriors? Warriors, Warriors uh, Reign of Terror, anything that was missing and was not complete and had animated to fill in the 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 incomplete and missing episode is not on Britbox.
2: Okay, well then you're stuck with your DVD. So Google, if you don't own it, go buy it. Or
1: there might be a digital copy available on Apple
2: or iTunes maybe.
1: That's what he meant. That's what I meant.
2: Oh yeah, Apple and iTunes <laughs> <are> the same.
1: <laughs> or possibly Amazon. There might be digital copies there too.
2: Or if you can find it out there, you can you can find it out there. But join us 10:30 Friday night. We're going to do Tenth Planet. And then our shoe next week, which may be a little late. We're going to throw that out there now.
1: Or at the very least, a little difference.
2: The rest of the schedule is posted for the, uh, for the foreseeable future, although we've, de- we've devised a tweak that's going to need to happen. So I will, <laughs> I will put that in there as well and uh, get an updated schedule to you uh, soon
0: you can give us money by donating through patreon you can become a patreon supporter uh just click the button on the uh web and all proceeds from that go right back into this show click on that button it'll kind of explain what you need to do if you'd like to help us out also there are some links on the uh right hand side of our page traveling the that also a portion of those proceeds go to the show and be sure to check out our spreads sheet, spread shirt shop check out our merchandise that we're selling on our website <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, don't
1: forget you can send us feedback to feedback at travelinthevortex.com or just go to our website, and while you're buying stuff, fill out the Send Us Feedback tab.
2: (laughs) We love feedback, and we love money. So (laughs) these are my favorite parts of the show is when you say give us money and you say give us feedback because I I like both. Indeed.
0: If that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn.
2: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you.
0: Thanks for listening.